0: Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Funds, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance, hosted by Saira Rahman, VP of Finance at H.M. Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by StockTwits. Girls Just Want to Have Funds will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Saira and Megan on their no-shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Hey, Sai. Hey, Nina. I think you're going to be really proud of me this week. <laughs> Why? I did what I said I was going to do. Okay, so let's go down the list
1: and summarize everything that you did. Okay. Did you do the rule of threes
0: and set up three bank accounts? No, I haven't done that yet. I'm too scared to do that yet. Why are you too scared to do that? I just don't know what I'm searching for, quite frankly.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we can discuss that in a second then. Did you go through all of the items inside of your budget and sort out some of your subscriptions like Domino's?
0: Okay. One, I don't have a Domino's subscription. I need everyone to (laughs) listen to that because that's ridiculous. Sorry, Domino's.
1: (laughs) Do we believe her, guys? I don't know if I believe you.
0: Well, it's gone. Okay. All right. So this is what I did. So I gave you my bank statement for one month. I also gave you a running list of what my bills are. And so I started to look through some of the things that I did have that I didn't know I was paying for. For example, class pass gone. Amazing title gone amazing cable bill. I cut my cable. So I am now saving about $2,000 a year just for that. That's a plus. That's amazing. That was hard. What made you
1: decide to get rid of the cable? Is it because you guys don't really use it or like what triggered that? It's
0: kind of been one of those conversations we kept having. We're like, we have to get rid of cable. We have to get rid of cable. And then it just felt so daunting. So I spent a good amount of a day, let's say four hours, trying to get somebody on the phone at that said company. Oh yeah, you're texting me. Mm -hmm. And after getting transferred to three different people in their sales organizations to try to upsell me, I had the same talk track. No, I want to get rid of cable. No, I don't want a contract. I only want Wi-Fi, Bah blah, blah. Finally got it down. Okay, so recap. Got rid of those subscriptions we talked about that I didn't know I was paying for, that I imagine a lot of people do as well. I've started kind of habits need to be done on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So I've been logging in, setting notifications for my credit card, looking what's being charged to my debit card, looking it up. You said something last week. You were like, what's American strategies? And I was like, I don't know. It's my car insurance. They were just bought by Progressive apparently. So the charge came through as that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad you know what it is now.
0: And I started setting up reoccurring monthly transfers from my checking to my savings account until we figure out another bank.
1: Okay. And the monthly transfers to your savings account is the sixty-six thirty-three percent that we talked about? Yes. Cool. You know what? I think that's an amazing start and I'm super proud of you. I'm extremely proud of you for cutting the cord and getting rid of cable. I know how in love you are with your garbage TV, so... I know that was a tough one to
0: abandon. I don't have many vices. that's it. That's the one. <laughs> yes
1: wait, hold on. but I don't know if you heard about this, but Discover is actually releasing a new channel tomorrow that's streaming, which is like h g t v Discover. yeah, it's all the channels where all the garbage and the good stuff. actually, I really like Discover, but yeah, if you want if you need to get your Shark Week still, it's being released tomorrow for like seven dollars a month. anyways, that was a free ad for them. I don't know. I'm getting it. I have Disney Plus in that. (laughs) That will be my second subscription because I'm so cheap. Okay, so we've started the setup. We are going to eventually find the Miracle Bank. That will be your Prince Charming once you're done dating in Google and finding all the banks. Let's talk a little bit about how to set up your budget while you continue your bank search because I think that's actually this missing piece that a lot of people don't Mm. use. Have you heard of like Mint or any of the other budgeting apps? I have heard of them, but I've never used it. Okay. So I will tell you, I actually hate Mint. I think it's like one big poorly created budgeting app. Why? If you've ever used the, the UX UI is just horrendous. It's not something I would ever contemplate using myself. I have a Mint account and I'm embarrassed to admit that I occasionally will check it because I like to see that my personal net worth is so out of whack compared to my many spreadsheets that I have at home. I will also tell you that there are really cool apps now. So the one that I've recently dove into is called You Need a Budget or YNAB. And it'll actually take... Your credit card details, your bank account details, and then sort it into this is what your budget should look like. And you can set those budgets or it can auto set some for you. And I thought it was a super, super clean interface. And I thought it was really easy to set up. Took me about 10 minutes, I think, to create the whole thing. So, how does it hold me accountable? I get emails pretty much that ping me regarding how my budget is structured and when you spend something that fits into that category. I don't have the app. I don't know if that'll send me a push notification. So from that sense, I don't know that it's going to hold you. I think you're the one that needs to hold yourself
0: accountable. Okay. That's fair. Because to me, the way that I'm thinking about this, I'm like, these are all really good habits that I want to start getting into. But you know, as well as I do, I mean, I'm on vacation right now. It's easy to do shit like that. But then life starts, you have work, you know, if you have kids or a dog or a partner or friends, if you could go anywhere, things fall to the wayside and usually the ones you care about the least do. And so I just want to make sure I'm having a really good start of it so I don't quit the habit.
1: I think this is similar to when we talk about how I check all of my credit card statements, my bank account every morning. You need to spend 10 minutes every morning on your budget. Okay. And that needs to be you telling yourself, what did I spend money on yesterday and filling it into your budget? Because you know how when you are dieting, you will fill out one of those apps where you write down everything that you're eating so it tells you the exact number of calories that you're eating so you know exactly how much weight you're losing? Yes. Okay, it's the same thing with a budget, right? Like if you suddenly see that you spent $500 yesterday, are you more or less likely to spend money the next day? Oh, that's fair. And it'll build a habit that I think you will learn to turn into a daily habit, similar to keeping track of how your diet's going. Okay. So you need a budget is the one that I really like in terms of UX UI, but I mean, there are a few different ones out there. There's one that Nick really enjoys that's called Copilot. That's actually a paid subscription based that is also fairly enjoyable as well. That one gets a little bit more cerebral in my opinion than YNAB does, which is just short for you need a budget. The other thing that you did ask me about that I thought was significant is how to budget with Taylor, your partner. And there are actually really cool apps for that too. There's something called Honeyfy, and there's another one that I think is great that's called Ask Zeta, and they both help your budget kind of accrue between the two of you. I haven't taken longer than I'll say a couple of weeks on either one. So I can't give you full on reviews because to be perfectly fair, Nick and I don't budget together. He's not the budgeter that I am. He just believes in saving. He doesn't believe in setting budgets. So I'm still trying to rub off on him. That's an
0: interesting conversation in itself, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. At some point, we should bring him on here so we can have that conversation because it, he gets super offended when I tell him he needs to budget.
0: Well, no guy or girl, whoever you're dating, wants to be told what to do. Let's be real.
1: (laughs) I'm not telling him what to do though, but I'm like, my dude, I work in finance. Can you please figure out? And he's like, sir, I save several thousand dollars a month. I don't understand why you're on my case when I save several thousand. And I'm like, I, first of all, think you should be saving a lot more than several thousand. And second of all, have no doubts that he's very capable of building a budget and following it meticulously. I just think that he refuses to do
0: it. Well, for me, because we did have that conversation, and you know my partner who is lovely, but he doesn't like to be told what to do. And he also wants it to be a platform that's super easy for him. So me sending him a note via my phone is not very applicable. I think he wrote somewhere in there, how about a hot dog? And I was just like, what? (laughs) So... I like the idea. I'm looking at Honeyfi right now. I mean, I'm a sucker when it comes to any good marketing or a clean website. So this looks amazing. Okay, cool. Track your spending and budgets. Love it. Save for your future together. Okay. Things that I like, like save for a vacation, save for a home. Two of my top goals. (laughs) They know their target audience. Okay. But what about when they say things? I don't know if you know the answer to this. It says saving goals with 0.5% savings bonus
1: so ignore the stuff that tries to incent you financially
0: focus on the actual budgeting side does that mean they're charging me savings goals with point five percent savings bonus
1: no I believe it's a savings rate boo what does that mean for real I don't own the app I couldn't tell you
0: okay well what's a savings rate a savings rate is an APY Which is, oh, I looked this up and I already forgot. (laughs) And
1: by the way, there is absolutely no shame in that because for what it's worth, I think a lot of people claim they know what APY is, but they have no idea. APY is annual percentage yield and it is literally just the government mandate on how every single bank has to list their savings rate so that there's a uniform way for consumers to be able to review interest rates because there's so many different kinds of interest rates that are exist in the world and annual percentage yield is just the
0: amount of interest that you can make on an annualized basis I remember this but it also is dependent on how often they compound your interest are you smiling cuz I'm right
1: Wow because that's amazing that you knew that yeah so the more your interest compounds the better for you
0: so if they say an apy of 0.66 percent and they give you a daily compounding interest is that something that's good yes okay so basically it means that your interest stacks on top of itself
1: so every day that you earn interest that amount of interest gets contributed to your principal the next day
0: mm. it's compounding okay so if this company doesn't say It says 0.5% savings bonus, whatever the flip that marketing speak is.
1: I feel like I need... That's a good way to get someone suckered in that doesn't know what API is. Don't worry about the semantics. I would just focus on, I believe that both of them should be free. So you should be able to just use them for the budgeting tools that they are. All right. I'll give it a shot.
0: It looks friendly enough.
1: Yeah. I think the goal behind what I am trying to deliver is... You should set up a daily practice where you figure out what your budget should look like and how much you'd like to save. And you said you wanted a $5,000 one-year goal. Whatever your goal is for your down payment, set that up for your three or however many years out goal that is. And again, you need to take all of your goals financially, divide them on a monthly basis. And then when you go into your budget every single morning, ask yourself how much you think you can still contribute at the end of the month. Take a look at how much you contributed in the previous month and start understanding if you're saving enough for what all these goals are. You know what I'm the most
0: nervous about? And I'm just going to say it. I don't want to give up the fun stuff I want to do now because I have a goal in a year. You know what I mean? I actually
1: 100% hear you. And I think that is why you should be able to constrain yourself to a certain dollar amount on a weekly basis. And some weeks you're gonna end up going out, some weeks you're gonna be like, I wanna stay home and watch a movie. And you'll watch that start to balance out. And you'll also start just making wiser decisions where you get to have fun
0: without spending all your money. So you're saying everything in moderation, including moderation? Yes. Okay. I hear you with that. I mean, that sounds like a diet.
1: It does. (laughs) But that's the thing, I think that, when you do a budget and when you actually start executing on a budget, well, you are dieting, you're trimming the fat from your life and you're making more responsible decisions because you want to keep certain things in your bank account more than you want to spend them.
0: All right. So my hygiene on my finances or my bills feels a little bit better. I'm going to give this app a try, but now I feel like I need your help we talked about APY a little bit on setting up those three accounts and where do I get started? Like you've talked about fintech, you've talked about local banks that I can walk into or branches. How do I know like what's the best option for me?
1: I have a lot of thoughts on this and I think, so let's preface this by saying I work for a fintech, right? I work for a fintech company and I have a bias towards community banks. If you need something that has a branch nearby, you don't belong to a bank that even has a single branch within like, I don't know, 5,000 miles of where you live. So I don't know that you need a branch. I will also tell you that, actually I don't need to tell you this. I feel like you know this already. When you read the news, what are the banks that are always getting in trouble? They're the ones that are downstairs from your apartment. They're the Wells Fargo's and the Bank of America's of the world, right? Every single big bank has consumer problems where
0: they do horrible things that are socially unacceptable. Is that because they've been around for so long that they are getting into trouble and fintech is just so new? No. (laughs) It's like big tech companies. So they
1: all have fintech. They all have financial technology within them, right? Right. They all use, you know, mobile deposit and all of that other crazy stuff. But big banks get away with murder because they heavily lobby our government. And when they get in trouble, they get like a light slap on the wrist. Wells Fargo opened, I think, like several hundred thousand fake bank accounts for consumers that were non-existent due to high pressure on their retail branch managers. And they got like a gentle wrist slap for doing that. I guess my point is I'm anti big bank and I do my best not to try to use them because of the fact that I just think they get away with murder. And the flip side of the coin is they don't contemplate the interests of the consumer. They focus on the best way to make money, which means you get dinked for dumb fees, which you'll learn over time when you start using the bigger banks often. they can charge you for whatever they feel like. And on top of it, they have this line share of the market because they just inundate you with shitty marketing so that you recognize their name. But you'll never find the highest quality product at like a Wells Fargo or Bank of America. It'll always be usable. It will never be the best. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, no, completely. But in your opinion, you would say are the highest APYs because we're using new terms in the fintech companies you've started to see, whether it be your company or others that are out there, do you think that's where people will make the most money long-term?
1: I think the advantage of a fintech company is that they do have substantially lower costs. So fintech companies don't have traditional branches. They don't have traditional fixed overhead. So they are a little bit more nimble. They take their complaints extremely seriously because usually their customer base is extremely small. I know of several CEOs that take every single comment that comes at them and will just build around whatever that comment was, especially if it was a negative one. And I just think that there's a lot more novelty and innovation behind what's going on in fintech companies because they refuse to maintain the status quo. Right. So it's like, think about the Apple iPhone. It's like, fintech companies are continuously trying to reimagine a product that has been around for a while now but they try to make it way better which is i don't know that's
0: kind of how i view what apple does with the iphone i mean they're the innovators you know apple i think now is a marketing company that happens to sell products just like nike yeah but they do a really good job at it. You know, they really look at consumer behaviors and they say, how do we make a product to solve for this needs-based insight? So what you're saying is fintech is kind of the, the banking side of that. They're the ones that are, hey, this is an antiquated system, Alexander Hamilton, blah, blah, blah. Let's try it and flip it on its head.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting to me about fintech companies, and it's something that I'm learning rapidly now that I am part of a fintech company, is that the lion's share of our focus is how do we market ourselves? We know that we have a great product, but how do we market ourselves well? And that is probably one of the more magnificent things about fintech companies that I love is the potential for growth. Because the vast majority of people don't understand exactly what a fintech company is, so they're scared of it. Like I know you have not looked at fintech companies because you're so comfortable with banking, right? I see you shaking your head. What, what scares you about fintech companies?
0: Well, I think what you're saying, innovation is amazing, but no one wants to be the first person to market, right? Because like in the product side of the ethos, you put out a product first, it could fail or it could be amazing, but you're taking that risk and i think that's where apple has succeeded and failed so many times and then people like let's say google or microsoft kind of follow on the coattails because they're like oh this is a path that works so i think when it comes to banking sure i can buy the next crappy iphone and be like yeah i wasted 500 bucks i'll get a new phone but now i'm going to put my money in the hands of someone that's an innovator like my livelihood that's frightening a little
1: I love hearing that. What if I told you that the safety remains? And for what it's worth, those budgeting tools are technically fintech companies, right? FinTech companies run your bank. So your bank needs financial technology in order to run your deposits, run a branch, you know, have commercial and retail loans. All of those things are considered to be financial technologies. The difference between, for example, my employer or really any other bank is like I was telling you, they're in the startup world, and for the most part, I would say nearly all of them in the United States, with the exception of a few that have gotten their own bank charter, which means they are essentially approved by the government to be their own bank. With the exception of a handful, they all sit on traditional banks. So they all have a bank behind them, backing them, and supporting their entire ecosystem. So it's kind of like we're the marketing and the UI UX, and then a traditional bank is
0: parked behind that, that you don't know about or see. I think that's an interesting perspective, but for me, I'm like, what's the case study? And I think of what we're doing here and I have a suggestion. Yeah. Since I have three accounts and they could all technically be at different banks why don't we test it out? Like, why don't we do, I do a local brick and mortar for one of my accounts and I do fintech for another one. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe, so this is just something to think about, like a traditional bank. If you have money being transferred back and forth, will charge you for all those transfers. So those brick and mortars, unless you have a certain balance at some of them, which is a large six figure sum. Versus a Varo bank, for example, that doesn't charge you any fees, but Varo just received their own charter and prior to that they were a fintech company or versus a chime, which is also a fintech company, but it's also a bank that sits on the rails. Like I said, so it has a sponsor bank behind it, but they gave you your paycheck two days early, which is significant to a certain percentage of the population. In addition to the fact that they also don't charge fees. I mean, there are, and like I said, Fintech companies have this nimbleness and the ability to charge you less because of that. So it's just something to contemplate while you're looking at banks. One of the things that I would ask them is if they're going to charge you to transfer your money out of the bank.
0: So I guess let's go back to my original question, which was now that we're kind of making sure I do good hygiene around my bills and my fund money and kind of where it should all go in those three accounts, the 63, 33, hundred dollars a week what's my next step to researching those banks? Is it looking up the best APY? Like what is my first Google search? Like dear Google, it's Megan. I'm looking for a bank. So you can look for the best APY. If you're looking for the best
1: savings account, I think you need to say best savings account FinTech company and then best savings account bank. I think you'll come up with different answers. And I think every single individual thinks so look up bank account with no fees. And I would look that up the traditional way with bank account and then I would say FinTech company, no fees. And you should honestly do side by side comparisons and tell yourself, how do I use my money, right? So are you using just one account to pay all your bills? What kind of interest rate is attractive to you? I'm guessing it's going to be the one with the highest interest rate, right? With the highest APY. And then you need to tell yourself which of all of these things do I think is going to be the easiest for me to access if there's an emergency. That's the third thing that you probably should contemplate before you
0: jump ship from your current setup. Okay, so maybe good homework for me is doing a side-by-side just because I don't know enough about it and I think it's interesting to do fintech versus kind of the brick-and-mortar big guys and do a side-by-side and see what I find.
1: Yeah, I think that would be actually the perfect way to structure yourself and figure out exactly how to find
0: a bank. Does this feel a little bit more solidified as to how you should be looking? I think so. I think best savings account fintech. And then it's kind of, I mean, let's be real. Most people don't see this. A lot of the things that say ad are paid placement, right? So I'm going to scroll past all that bullshit and I'm going to go down and just start to look through SEO is amazing, man. And don't forget that a lot of
1: blogs are paid ads too. So when you see things like nerd wallet, that is a paid ad. That is not somebody that just like very graciously chose out and found all the best APYs. Somebody purchased their space to tell you what their APY is. God, then how do you know if you're clicking the right thing? (laughs) For real. Honestly, this is something that always amazes me. I don't know. Huh? I don't know.
0: I might take, yeah.
1: I don't know if this helps you, but I have found a lot of really interesting tips and pointers in subreddits. Hmm. I think Reddit has a lot of very open
0: opinions in the finance world. Okay, I like it. I'm not going to give up on Andrew Hamilton yet. Okay, it's Alexander Hamilton. Oh yeah, whatever. His
1: name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew Alexander. Whatever, whatever his name was. Just, just one of our pro- former whatever. presidents. Uh,
0: yeah, him. But I'm going to do, I, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to go and do some side by side research and see what I find. And then I think we should talk about it and then open up accounts. Yeah, girl. Either together or on my own time, I'm unsure. I'm nervous.
1: We can do it together if it'll okay. make you feel better. You know, I know
0: that you haven't opened a bank account in almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like the security of it and I like ignoring it. And I'm not going to ignore it anymore. I think it's worth talking about not only how the Google
1: search works, but how you end up making decisions. And then once we figure out how you did or did not enjoy that process, we can then deep dive into the actual setup piece, which I can tell you from personal experience, it's super painful sometimes and super easy other times. Because really all you have to do is shift your direct deposit. Okay.
0: Which is all with your employer. It's not anything you can really do with the bank. All right. So, okay. I'm going to repeat my homework. I'm going to look into HoneyFi. I'm going to tell you how it goes with Taylor other than the note that I have. That's like, here's our household expenses and potential goals. Hot dog question mark. (laughs) And then I'm going to do a side-by-side search of best savings accounts, both FinTech and brick and mortar bank accounts with no fees and then bank accounts with the best APY. And see what I sort out. Perfect. Perfect. Great.
1: I think we did it. I think we did it too. Do we need to tape a little post thing where I highlight that too?
0: Yeah. you want to do it now? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Go.
1: <clears throat> so hold on. You said you and Taylor are going to talk about a budget. You need to research both banks and fintech companies. And then there was a third thing. What was the
0: third thing? Well, couples finances to set you off on the right goals together. And then build a budget, build your own budget, and then also research banks
1: and fintech companies. Yes. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Wanna Have Funds.